<coughs> Ooh, I need some H2Os. All right, what's up guys? We're back here with another video. A lot of you guys really liked the first video, five first tricks you should learn in the park, and apparently it helped a lot of you guys, so that's awesome. So today I'm gonna make another video on, let me just read my handy dandy sheet here. My eyes are gone. On how to get better at park skiing. Six proven tips from the kid himself. So let's get into it. Number one, first thing you gotta do to get better at park skiing, you gotta get a good kit. You gotta get the proper equipment and you gotta get a fresh kit. Some of you guys are out there rocking some really old banged up skis with huge gouges in it. You can use it. If you can't afford anything else, do your best. I really suggest investing in a proper pair of ski equipment, skis and boots that fit you properly, especially boots. Boots are huge, and especially skis that are park skis. Getting into park without park skis is not the best idea. With that being said, that is how I got into it and that's how a lot of people got into it. But if you can get park skis the earlier, the better. Also having an outfit or outerwear or kit, I like to call it kit, kit check. But having a kit that you really like, that makes you feel dope and you think is steezy or really sick is really good for getting into skiing too because it helps improve your confidence. When you're looking good, you're feeling good. So that's step number one. Number two. You gotta figure out where you're actually at in park skiing. So some of you guys might be coming here to this video and you've never hit a rail before, you've never hit a jump before. Some of you might be coming here and you can 540, you can cork, you can do backflips. So step number two is figuring out where you are and where you wanna be. Write it down, be honest, be brutally honest. And then once you've figured out where you are, surround yourself with people slightly above that level, if not a little bit more. Obviously don't ditch your friends to go ski with other people, but you wanna surround yourself with people that are slightly better than you, that are gonna push you, and they're gonna encourage you to try new tricks and give you tips if you need help. The great part about knowing where you're at and figuring out where you wanna go and skiing with people that are a little bit better than you is they can help you. They can help you get there. They're already there. So surround yourself with those types of people Step number two. Number three is a lot of you guys know how to do some tricks and you know how to do maybe a front two, but you can't figure out a front four. Don't be afraid to ask people. I know that a lot of people in the park seem intimidating, especially kids like me that wear baggy outerwear and not those skinny jeans type bullshit, but don't be afraid to ask. Most of us are insanely nice and we're not gonna just shit on you and not tell you how to do it properly. So ask and I guarantee 95% of us will help you figure out how to do that or at least spend a good part of our time showing you and teaching you the techniques. Another thing I would suggest for step number three is if you can afford it, I know some people can't, and I know if you're gonna take it seriously, this is probably a pretty important thing, but you should get a coach. Make sure it's a coach that actually knows what he's talking about and knows what he's doing. He's not just gonna send you off a jump and tell you to do a cork when you can't even do a backflip or a 720 to begin in the first place. But finding a coach that's good is basically just like finding that one person on the ski hill that can help teach you those tricks, but all the time, because you're paying him to be there, obviously. So that's another great way to improve very fast, especially when you have somebody who's actually there to help you out. The fourth thing I would say is push yourself outside of the gym. This is a huge one for me. Uh, a lot of people don't do it, especially in the ski community. I don't know why, but it's like any other sport. Obviously, a lot of skiers are here for the culture. We're here to have fun. We like to party. We like to do all of our other nonsense but you gotta push yourself outside the ski hill too. You can't just send on rails and then eat pizza all day and drink beers and then expect to be feeling great the next day. You gotta put some time into the gym so you don't get injured because injuries is the longest thing they'll take you out. If you tear your ACL, you're out for pretty much a year. So going to the gym and making sure you're strong and ready to go is really important. And pushing yourself in the gym and pushing yourself outside, doing ice baths and recovering and stuff like that helps your confidence when you're actually in the park because you know you've done everything. Mentally, you're like, I've done everything, I'm strong, I'm stable, and it really, for me, it really helps getting ready to try new tricks, things that scare me. I'm able to push myself a lot more if I know I've done everything I can to 
be able to try that trick and I'm in the best possible state that I can be. So I would definitely say put a little bit of work in outside of the hill and push yourself in everyday life. Step five, I would say is probably one of the most important ones. A lot of people seem to uh, neglect it nowadays. I don't know why, but you need to have the base. The base is everything. You need to build a really good base around your skiing, especially if you're planning on competing. There's a lot of kids nowadays that come up into the comp scenes and stuff that can do double corks one way, but they can't even spin a right 360. It's like, get your bases. You want to have everything every way. If you can do it to the left, you can do it to the right. I know some people aren't ambidextrous. I'm not, but ever since I was skiing, I was always told I had to learn both tricks both ways. If I did a misty one way, I have to do it the other way. All axes, all ways, all grabs. Super important. I know sometimes it's going to be harder to do it you're on that way, but try to do the best you can to make sure both sides are equal. Because if you can do a trick one way and you can do it the other way, it really helps with spinning, air awareness, grabs. If you can grab mute one way and then you try to grab lead mute, you already know how to grab that. If you land looking over your other shoulder, you're comfortable with it because you ride switch that way every once in a while. It's not like, oh shit, I can't see because I've never looked over that shoulder. When you do front swaps on rails, if you can hit rails both ways and switch ups both ways, it's gonna really help when you get to double switch ups, when you get to doing tricks like super fads where you do front swap back fours out of rails and you're spinning in and out different ways, pretzeling with each foot. So I would say really get your basics down for step five. You really wanna make sure that you're well-rounded. Tip number six is definitely an important one because it's where you get ahead of everybody else, especially if you're taking it seriously for contests. Tip number six is huge. It's don't neglect the off season. The off season is hugely important. A lot of people don't have the opportunity to train properly, go to Momentum, go to summer training camps like that, which is totally understandable. It's super expensive. Training in the off season is not easy, but there's a lot you can do at home. I guarantee that at least one of your neighbors has a backyard trampoline, and I guarantee there's at least some sort of a bridge or cliff you can jump off near your house. So really putting the work, getting those accesses in, trying new tricks, pushing yourself in the off season, and staying healthy and staying fit in the off season is definitely huge too. Another thing I would suggest for the off season besides tramping, cliff jumping in the gym, and if you're really lucky and you have a backyard set up with a rail, like the fifth thing I would suggest is visualizing. Visualizing is huge, especially for you younger kids that don't know what it is. Just start dipping into it a little bit now because down the road, if you're gonna take it seriously, it's really important. Even something as simple as standing up and practicing your cork sets just in your basement and trying to feel what it would feel like to do it practicing your misties, trying to feel what it would feel like to do it. Like honestly, dude, just throw a log down on the grass, hop on it, start doing switch ups, pretending you're pretzeling your feet like you would on a real rail and visualizing that rail. I hope these tips help you guys. And if they do, let me know down below if you want me to make another video on something else about park skiing. More than happy to, just let me know. Hit that subscribe button, I guess. That was a nice, nice thumbs up. Uh, yeah, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell because otherwise you're not gonna see all the other dumb shit I get up to in my life, such as this. And this, I do have a vlog series called Living With The Kid where I send on skis and do a bunch of other stupid shit. And I also have a podcast, Banged Up. Check it out if you want. Tons of good stuff in there. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. From the kid to all the other kids. Much love.